Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey fam. Hey. Welcome, hey fam. Episode three, the show where me, Levens, and him, Angus, talk about movies and TV and comics and video games. While watching the world's greatest television show. Um, we forgot to do it for episode two just because and we that's were why that up. episode was a piece of shit. That's <laughs> why it's the dark episode. You'll go back and you'll listen, and you'll be like, they were going through some dark non LA sun soaked times. It's the Empire Strikes Back. Of this hey is gonna fam. be Return of the Jedi. There's gonna be some small teddy bears. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of uh, brotherly and sister love. We're currently watching a uh, the, the third episode of Entourage. Third episode of Entourage. Uh, yeah. So far, Turtle's getting yelled at. Classic Turtle. Uh, he's uh, pointing out that he's friends with Vince, so a pretty girl will come over. I mean, and it's just... Not one person in the room knows that his real name is Sal. It's just us. I mean, how 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 they managed to stretch that out for five seasons? Five seasons? Six seasons? I don't even know. I think uh, six seasons in a movie, last time I checked. Is it true that at the in, at the very end of the Entourage movie, it's revealed <laughs> that Turtle's actual name is Sloane? Well, for once he takes his shirt off and you actually see a huge shell on his back. And you're like, holy fuck. And then uh, Vanilla Ice comes in. People start rapping, and it just is. It's the world's bet. You realize and, Ari was a master splinter character. Yeah, <laughs> He's training them all. And then, and then after the post credits, Samuel L. Jackson shows up yeah. and says, "Hey, have I told you looking... about the Ninja Turtles initiative?" Exactly. Boom, coming summer 2017. And, and you know what? Thanks a lot, guys. Fuck, I would love to watch a Ninja Turtles reboot where it's Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael. And then turtle. turtle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait up, guys! Oh man, <laughs> the subway's so good. I, I never get any pussy. <laughs> You're a turtle, bro, babe, baby, bro. But still, you know, voiced by Johnny Drama. Let's begin this episode the same way we begin every episode. Uh, oh, you know what I want to say? We are being uh, new and no- we're being featured on iTunes at the moment. Oh yeah, so we begin every episode by uh, talking about our iTunes conquests. Oh yeah, starting from this episode onwards. So yeah, come on, you know what? I, I hate when people say this, but come on, don't leave us a good review. Write something really stupid on our page. Just get the star rating off. Yeah, re- review review your favorite episode of Entourage, or pitch your favorite pitch your ideal episode of Entourage. Like, give us a twenty second elevator pitch. Like, j- for example, uh, Johnny Drama has an STD. Vince also has it. Turtle has to figure out which girl gave it to them. Ari finds out it's his. Nice. Something like that. And, and then that, Ben Stiller cameo. The ben Stiller end. cameo. Vince does the movie. Boom. I think that'd be amazing. It's going to be funny and creative. And what we'll do, we'll, um, we'll pick out the best one each week. I think that's going to be... That's really, a really, really good idea. Yeah. If you haven't, you know, you, you've got 
we'll have an hour of us talking. Uh, at some point, we're going to be talking about something not worth listening to. So just yeah. fire up iTunes, look up Hey Fam. Yeah, it's not hard. And uh, and and we've pitch, actually got one at the moment of, of Entourage. We've got one, and it's uh, from from a guy called John O eighty four, and he said we're really good. <laughs> yeah, so, was, we said we're, we're nice boys. We're nice boys. Thank you. Thanks, John. You can take us home to your mom. You know, this is this podcast is generally mother friendly. I think. Hmm. So, uh, Provided your mum is an Entourage fan And more importantly a Ballers fan <laughs> Alright so let's get the Ballers uh, I, So I've realised Three weeks into this con- this quest of watching Ballers It is Kind of difficult to to Write a Basically there's no plot so what I'm going to do is pick out really Things that stuck out to me in the episode that still If you were trying to convince someone you watched it They would completely know For those who this is your first episode of Hey Fam um, And therefore your first episode of Ballers Ballers is an HBO show. Made by the guys who made Entourage. And starring The Rock. As uh, pretty much The Rock. a sports guy. He plays a sport marketer agent. And he's he, instead of getting Vince movie roles, he's trying to get young and upcoming football players uh, money that he can look after and make sure they don't spend it all too much too soon, which I might think uh, might be a, something that may have ruined his career damn which is like there's i mean hints at it judging from the amount of pills he's popping when he's you know on the phone when he's on the phone so yeah the, the uh, two things about it the, the the rock has really well tailored suits and 90 percent of the conversations take place on a mobile telephone we're recording this episode of hey fam the uh the, the night of the big game the big games on. this is the, the night of on. big game this is the big game edition of hey fam we actually have uh, two televisions uh one of them is showing the third episode of Entourage. The other one is showing <laughs> the, the big episode, game. Oh, the big game. <laughs> the fourth episode of Entourage. <laughs> We're just trying to see anything happen. <laughs> yeah, because I'm up to episode three. Angus is up to episode four. We've we got like closed to... captioning on. And, and the here's third the thing. television. He is still a dick game. in both of them. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, if The Rock was in Sydney playing his character from Ballers, which I assume is Mr. Baller. Mr. Baller. Yeah. Uh, Baller Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Baller was my father's name. And he's bald as well. It's... Oh, that's actually, I might say, the first astute observation I made this week is every Caucasian male in the show is either old, bald, or sleazy. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like real life. You know what I mean? Definitely. In the world of uh, sports So every sports, sports star uh, is young, really handsome, fit, African-American. Every guy who's white in the program is trying to just take their money and look after it. Well, Rock kind of falls in this no man's land of he is neither either here or there. He's kind of bald. But he's of uh, Tongan um, background as well, so he's got this beautiful skin. He's got that great toothy smile. He once he once was he once had hair and was a sportsman. Yeah, he had hair. So it's kind of, I mean, look into that how you will. A Delilah shaved his hair off and he became a marketer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the plot this week was great. It was kind of your parents are out of town. Don't use their house to throw a party, except with the Rock and Rob Cordroy's boss's yacht. So that's your plot. That's that's what happened. Um, someone said the word Molly in it, and it wasn't in reference to a female's name. So, seems like the drug that's made its way through Hollywood scriptwriters' lives now is well and truly Molly. So there you go. After, game. after two years of rappers referencing it, yeah, finally it's made. It finally, it's made it to um, HBO. And somebody, I think, oh, oh, this is right. The rock, the line that stood out to me was um, the rock, and I forget what the context was, but he basically said this more or less looking down the barrel of the camera just to really hammer home what type of character he is. My dreams are about deals or dollars. And boom, there's your three ball of facts this week. And did the, did the credits roll as soon as he said that? I think um, the, the Entourage theme song started. <laughs> Produced by Dick Wolf. So yeah, that's, that's what we got. Executive producer. 
I wish you produced it. Oh man, I don't know if it's dist- too distracting with Entourage. I know it's pretty good, isn't it? What watching Entourage? Having Entourage on. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm just remembering all these key key characters. Hey, if The Rock was in Sydney tonight, do you reckon yeah. he would go for Sydney or Brisbane in the in the big game? <sighs> what was he? Was he here for a sporting event recently? I mean, there's a, you could argue that everywhere he goes, he's there for a it's sporting, a sporting event. event. I mean, I don't know. I think you'd come out with like a rock shirt on and then yell like, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Just and kind of make a mockery out of it. And then he'd be like, yo, let's go Melbourne. Yeah, and something like, like that. Like, just kind of confused. And then he'd just give you that away. look like, don't fuck with me, I'm the rock. Yeah. Um, have you seen his any of his Instagrams lately? Uh, I don't follow the rock on Instagram. Well, that's a huge crime that you it need is. to amend right now while, while um, Levins is following... Uh, well, you, but, well, yeah, do you, or do yourself a favor and follow The Rock on Instagram. He's shooting a movie right now with Kevin Hart, and they've actually got this funny thing going on where they keep filming, like, hey, we're on the set of, it's a really generic buddy cop movie, but they keep getting Baller in the back. Cops. Yeah, baller cop entourage. And they keep getting in the background of each other's shot, and they're like, and they actually swear, like, fuck you, I'm trying to do this for my fans. And then the, uh, Kevin Hart will be like, I'm trying to do this to my fucking fans. And they both like get in fights and you see them in each other's feed in the background of each one's yelling at the other one. But they're saying identical lines. Not that funny now, but it's kind of like internet after, 6.0. Oh, it's like after watching three episodes of The Ballers, it's yeah. probably the funniest thing you've oh, ever seen. Oh, it's the most well-scripted, <laughs> dynamic, <laughs> well-acted uh, piece of art. But I think that that's, that's this week's Ballers, guys. Just remember, party on a yacht. Everyone that's white is old and wants younger people's money and the rock only dreams about deals and dollars speaking of old white people wanting everyone's money another hbo show oh, had yeah. its third episode of the second season uh this week and that is a little old show that we call true detective or td as we do in text messages <laughs> yeah so we're embarking on not, not, that, not that it's hard but you know the next first eight episodes are going to be us reacting to true detective season two yeah it's i don't know i guess it is the the the, the most, the most the important moment. show to me at the moment. Oh, totally! Look, I, again, um, I don't want to sound too positive about everything because we do talk about things we like, and we're not here to review things or be like five out. Like, I don't like putting yeah. numbers on things. We're just in to talk about stuff that we dig, and I thought it was great. I'm uh, if, I, if I was to assign it a number, I would give it a three because it was the third episode. <laughs> third episode, and there's three and true like- detectives. <laughs> uh, I would give it true. If I don't, yeah. If you haven't heard last week, I predicted that Paul Woodrow is of homosexual preference when it comes to to loving people, and it looks like my suspicions were correct. Um, my gaydar Paul, was... Paul Woodrow is uh, Amy Adams, Rachel McAdams's character, right? Uh, yeah, it's Vince Vaughn's uh, second. Because <laughs> I said last week that I have no idea what any of the characters' names no, are. Paul Woodrow is the and chips, I, the cop on the I bike. I Still have no idea. <laughs> oh come on, you know Frank is Vince Vaughn. That's Frank, okay. Ray Velcoro. I just call them all. I just call. I guess because I, you know, you know. That's them a kind so of hard well thing as... when they're big name actors. Yeah, yeah. You're always going to be calling them by the name they are, and it's it's not like it's a show that, you know. That, I mean, I wish there was cool. What's Colin Farrell's name? Like Jason Derulo. <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel. No, it's um, Ray Velcoro. Yeah. I just remember Velcro. Raymond Velcoro. How good is that name? <laughs> Ray Velcro. <laughs> you know how um, Jason and Derulo sings his name in the beginning of all his songs? Like, Jason Derulo. It's good, man. It's great for the Shazam generation. You know, I like to, uh, like, Wind in the Willows. <laughs> you got your own remix? Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Uh, but yeah, it, Amy, True Detective Annie episode. Bezzaretti's. That's. Uh, that's Bezzaretti's? Yeah. That's, that's Rachel McAdams' character? Rachel McAdams, yeah. Wow. Well, so just then, Angus could remember her character's name. Couldn't remember the actor's name. 
Yeah, wow. Isn't life's crazy, guys. Aren't I so invested in this show? It looks like I could win True Detective Season 2 trivia hosted by us. <laughs> uh, la- so last week we predicted one thing that, 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 that uh, Chips was gay. Chips was gay, 100%. They haven't outright gone and said it, but, but it looks like that, that's well, definitely... Well, it looks like that's his major conflict. Or he, he's, maybe he's not necessarily gay, but he has... He, has, he had uh, a moment in the mountains. It, like, yeah, while at war. Well, I like to call it um, Broke Black Mountain. Because that is the name of uh, the mission he was on. Remember, he keeps speaking about Black Mountain and what he did. Oh, yeah, right. So I'm thinking it's Broke Black Mountain. I think he said that from what I was in that very awkward and really well acted scene where he's gone to the dirt bike uh, races with, a, with his ex-soldier friend who's also been going through some form of uh, P, uh, PTSD. And he's like, remember those three days in the village? And then he tries to, that scene where he's like, oh, yeah, combat. That's all I think about. And he's like, no, not the combat. Yeah. Oh, man. You're like, bro. So back so then, they were at war with the enemy, and now back at home. And society's. Um, they're at war with their own psyche. And uh, society's perception of what's, uh, what's, what's love and. Man. Yeah, that was great. And for some reason, Harvey Bullock was there photographing. Did you notice that? Yeah. What's that? Is he, is he kind of in on the scene? Harvey too? Bullock is uh, the, uh, the guy. What, Velcoro's partner. Yeah. Jason he's your classic partner. fat. Detective with a loose tie. He's, yeah, exactly. Hip flask. He, like, he's, he's, he's one donut away from being <laughs> Batman's Harvey Bullock. Yeah, totally. The, uh, the inept detective on the uh, Gotham PD. Uh, and he was, he, yeah, he, he, he's interested in that. What did you think of Velcoro surviving? I mean, ooh, so that was another prediction we said last week. We thought that, you know, perhaps because if he was half the man Russ Cole was, yeah, he'd he be able survive. to take a few slugs to the, to the chest. Russ Cole, famously last seen um, wearing a tomahawk in his chest at the end of uh, True Detective Season 1, which was thrown by a very good throw. And, um, he, got, he got hit by a True Detective <laughs> in the chest. He went down like a True Detective, you know what I mean? Like He took that like a TD. <laughs> but yeah, and you know what? Uh, it was police right bullets, so who has those? Police. Oh, that's what that, that's that's what Velcoro yeah. got shot by. Yeah, and who carries police rifles? He was wearing a vest all along. He's wearing a vest. Another one of your predictions, Angus. Well, he was a good cop, and you know he still as much as he doesn't because you've noticed the season a few times. He's like, well, I'm not really too much of a Columbo. He's like, really? Am I like? He he seems to have some doubts, but I think at the end of the day, he, you will learn he is a true detective. He's a true Columbo. Um, what do you think? Like, that cool I, dream sequence. I was going to say that was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was very David Lynchian. So Lynchian, but. Uh, like I don't know, I love it. Was great. I love a little tinge of that in the show. It was uh, awesome. That was so great that you know the Elvis impersonator. I mean, uh, it oh, was wasn't go- it wasn't Elvis? It was um another guy. Well, it wasn't it Elvis singing someone else's song. It was when Elvis impersonator uh, singing someone else's song. No, it's so it's and actually I should have written it uh, down. He was singing um size hit song Upper Gangnam Style. <laughs> singing Upper Gangnam Style. Uh, yeah. Everyone got up. It was a whole, uh, whole whole lot of good times. But yeah, the blue lighting, the the conversation with his dad in the third person, and it was great. Just um just being in that bar and not having that depressed lady strumming away at her acoustic guitar. Yeah, or the chick with like the one eye and the, the gnarly scars. Oh no, like she's cool. I'm, I'm cracking on to um cracking onto Velcoro big oh, time. Oh man, in a perfect world, like they would end They're up. They're gonna together. end up? Yeah, yeah. I'd I mean, like that too. She's yeah. she's the like, only woman who seems to She's gonna be like at the very end, she'll be like everyone else will be dead, it'll just be Jason Derulo and her and then he'll be like she'll be like <laughs> I guess Gangnam you really style? are a true detective. Now that's that's the type of world and I want to live in. Are they, they all singing Gangnam Style in this one? <laughs> then Psy comes back out and says, "Hey sexy ladies." Uh what do you think of his dad? Psy's dad? Psy's dad, beautiful man, even better uh, <laughs> uh, uh no the uh, I know I, I thought yeah, I mean I, look I I I uh I spend 
the the first 10 minutes after watching the new episodes of True Detective going onto Facebook to look for opportunities to defend the latest season of are people of, still ragging it out on yours? People really don't like it. I don't really? like people are so confused by it. But like I said, rose tinted glasses have made us remember like season one and it was a lightning in a bottle thing. It was nothing had been like that before. This was this is like Pinkerton, you know, after Weezer's really <laughs> classic, critic adored, but also like um Weren't well on the charts. What other podcast is out here comparing (laughs) HBO TV shows to Weezer albums? You got it, gang. Um, Hey, fam. That's that's a hey, fam guarantee. You're going to be getting that um, uh, that that type of comparison now. Then, sorry, still can't find out who it was. It was a '70s singer, but he was singing the Bette Midler song. I completely forgot what you were trying to find. Oh, you were singing the Bette Midler song. You're trying to find. they what? say love. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it was, sounded it was very obviously. Person, no, 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 another guy. Okay. I um, confirmed it in, a, in, 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 a, in an online chat. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought it was Elvis too. Everyone with, thought with it was Vince Elvis. With Vince after you're getting your dailies. I started getting my dailies. I said, Vince, show me the money, baby. <laughs> show me the motivating shots. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, yeah. So you're going to defend it. That's weird. Still people... People aren't people aren't on board still. I, 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 the the people aren't so much complaining about it being bad that they are complaining about confusing. it confusing. But which is that's the whole point. It's not like I don't know. People are like, oh, I, I finished an episode and then I think I guess I have to watch it again to to get it. You don't like, have well, to watch it again. I mean, I don't know, or if you want to do it, yeah. It's so weird, but they all suck Game of Thrones dick, don't they? It's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dick that, of Thrones So do you think Seeing that other cool Character with a mask At the end Some kind of kabuki Yeah what's going on With that I don't know No I'm really I'm, I'm totally invested From this episode I was like yeah This is like I'm on board Like it's definitely Trashier I mean the first season Was pretty trashy Yeah part. it's pulp It's pulp Detective It's super pulpy And I Yeah, it, yeah. Dude, I, I, even, it, I, I just love how slow moving it is And then it will just give you like Oh, it's going to be exciting Not really I mean, Oh, it's, it's exciting It's enough, hard whatever. There's four major characters in this It's going to, you know and it, Well, so it, everyone is arguing Why is there four major characters But, you know, the this? gimmick There kind of was in the last season too There was modern Rust and modern um, mm. What was, uh, was Yeah I, I, And Marty And then there was young Rust And they different characters well, like, and, and then there was And then there was like some like, the two Rust new and cops. Marty in the, in the middle there as well Exactly You yeah. know, and there was there, a bunch there of were, There were six of them really But it was just two And they all had had unreliable narration that was that was the whole point of it it was you yeah know. i mean like you you could have you could have argued that there were too many pl- um different timelines in the last one and it now, was kind of confusing you know, instead of being kind of confused by timelines now you're kind of getting confused by characters and and but i think but in I, a way that's I, the I, idea I, we're getting like down. Such a huge world that you're, that oh, you're totally part of. and we're being bombarded with information like all these corporations were behind houses were behind and i think it's supposed to bombard us like right now i'm feeling like well who the hell isn't Involved with this situation, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think we're going to find out. Like, it runs deep, man. What did you think of um, the hilarious scene with the mayor's son putting on that accent? So good. Now, I read something, um, and it, it really clicked and made sense. I mean, I love that scene in general because it was just so strange, and it was probably like eleven in the morning, but it was like a Jay Gatsby party from The Great Gatsby. Yeah. It was like, except the aftermath. Uh, this, oh, I forget who. I think it was the AV Club, and they said this great thing. I really dig reading their um, their recaps, but they're not fully on board this season. No, either. they make some great points. Um, they continually compare it to the first season, which I think is big, the, the big biggest loss, problem. Big know. loss, but they made this cool point where it's oh look, it's um, Anna from the OC in a in entourage. In entourage. We, should, we should definitely turn entourage off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm making the call for yeah, do it. There's a great um, sorry Vinny, sorry drama, we'll, sorry Sloan. We'll find out later whether Vince gets the movie. The, the they made this great point saying. We're seeing, the, and you know, the South was so big in the last one. In this one, we saw 
it's it's very LA to do it, it's set in it. But we saw this post apocalyptic landscape, which was for a Hollywood film where they were shooting. Mm. But then it, we also saw an actual very real one, which is like all the refineries and all the the tent town, like all the shanty town where the chase at the end, you know what I mean, with all the flames and but then you also saw these guys we saw real hard asses running strip clubs, i.e. the guy who's teeth got ripped out by Ooh. Vince Vaughn in a scene uh, deemed, you know, uh, too risque for wedding crashes. <laughs> but I'm sure they'd figure that one out. But And then you also saw the tough guys, mess on putting on a voice. Like it was all the, the, this whole town's built on people pretending to be things, including yeah, films. Totally. And it's like, I, I kind of dug that uh, correlation there. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I'm I, I, an update for me and True Detective is I'm still on board. We're on board. Looking for, I mean, that episode finished and I was like, I really could have watched two more hours of that episode. I was about to say, how do you feel like with a show like True Detective, would you rather binge it or do you like these week to week? I'm I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle because yeah. I mean, and that's like, you know, I, I loved especially the first first 10 episodes Just of, chatting of, of in Daredevil. Between. When, oh, but but yeah. I, I struggled until I was properly hooked by, by the end. I struggled to find time to watch more than one or two episodes. Really? Yeah. See, I was kind of like, I think I had a hungover weekend and I can't really do, differentiate from episode four till nine. Like to me, they're just <laughs> this big constant thing. And I think it really depends on, yeah, I don't know what you're doing and how you see them. When, but I really love, I mean, once the show ends, we're not going to be speaking about it until season three, you know. But I love that week by week, we're going to be right now. I love that idea of you, you're involved in that moment. And we're just like all these articles and yeah. all these opinions, like you, you, coming to that late, it's not as fun because by the end of it, eight weeks of who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? It, the answers are there. And it's kind of, you look back and you're like, oh, well, that's kind of boring because that's wrong. That's wrong. That's stupid. That's way yeah, off. Totally. That guy was right. But I think living through it, that's like to me, super exciting. It's, it, was, it definitely works better for us talking about it on a podcast. Oh, totally. Because like, we, we can stretch it out. Once, we'd be like, well, when I watched the first episode, I but thought this was going to happen. It. But then this was going to happen. You know, it shoots a whodunit as well. Yeah. Also, I'm remembering a lot of people got, and I, the start of True Detective season one was so strong. By the end of it, it got quite, you know, they kind of didn't. There was answer. one episode that just felt like a shitty cop procedural show. It just didn't answer a lot of things. Like by the end, we we're thinking it's going to be so deep with the cult. It's going to be yeah. so deep with this. And I kind of love the fact it wasn't and it didn't address it all. But it was just like, you didn't even get to the root of this problem. You got some weird, like we were expecting like these sinister senators and all these like high up people involved in the church. Remember the church was such a big, yeah. and in the end, it ended up being this gross dude speaking in different accents with his um girlfriend slash sister. Remember? And that you're like, oh, so... Is he actually, is it a deep thing? And you know what I was thinking? Is there any way, because there's obviously some kind of shit going on with these parties and girls. And there's a big discussion going around. There's this secret society in real life called Bohemian Grove. Do you know about it? Uh, Like just from reading. Yeah. And it's kind of like the skulls or something like that. You know, it's like George Bush is in it. All these people have been featured in the Mez photographs have all been part of the society. It's legit too. Harry Shearer was in it from The Simpsons. It's like the scumbag Illuminati. Oh, totally. And it's up, it's, they've referenced it a couple of times. They're saying, oh, this place up north, up north, and it's up north. Um, it could have, I don't know, they were, they were investigating the 80s too for a lot of bad sex snuff stuff. So, I mean, could the whole master plan be that Rust Cole and Ray Velcoro's case, can they cross over? Like, mm. is there going to be this United oh, States... I think- yeah, I mean that that's the that's the biggest I guess the, maybe the most frustrating thing for someone that, you know, wants this to progress faster is you are waiting for all of these different paths to properly yeah. cross. Like you had um 
uh, Chips bump into Vince Vaughn's character. That was awesome because they've never seen each other. And it was just, yeah, that that was it. And Vince was on his way to rip some goddamn teeth out and um, Chips was on his way to get really drunk because he didn't want to be in a strip club with naked dudes. Naked ladies. Naked ladies. That's how he's like double. But um, I just thought, isn't it amazing? Won't it be amazing? And if it's not even spelled out, but it's kind of implied that Yellow King Carcosa is a kind of real Southern take on this child sex ring type of thing that's going on, perhaps even in this part. And it's like each season is going to be a different take on the same huge ring. I don't know. Yeah, like every, every town's Yeah, secret. got a version of it, but it's all kind of run by... A, I don't know. It's, I would hate it if it was kind of too cute and neatly tied, but that's just something I was thinking about. I'm reading a really great comic at the moment. Um, it's an ongoing monthly by um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, probably my favorite author and my favorite right, um You heard artist. it here first, second Hey Fam exclusive uh, today. Um, and it's, it's, called, it's called The Fade Out. Oh, The Fade Out. Um, every week I'm probably going to say, that's probably my favorite writer. That's probably my favorite writer. Brubaker consistently, different. though. Yeah, it's definitely. Just, yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, it's set in Hollywood um, during like you know the dawn of is of, it? Of, of the picture. No, it's like the mid thirties. Oh, I think, said it's ongoing, so it is actually like month a, to month. Yeah, yeah right. And, Who puts uh, it out? Um, Image. Yeah, right. Brubaker and Phillips are both um, writing exclusively for Image Comics now. Yeah, big it's, news, wasn't man, it? This time last year, I was reading like I think I was every every month. I reckon I would have been buying maybe like between like eight and twelve Marvel comics, and now I'm buying about twenty four different Image titles. Yeah, like, right. Month, which is crazy. What does but, it yeah, mean? It just mean I don't know. I just think Image are really, really smashing it. If uh, we, we'll, we'll do big focuses on, I guess, like oh, we'll comic, comic recommendations for you uh, very soon. Who's the um? But uh, the fade out is is like an incredible kind of look at at Hollywood, and and you have like all the different. It's written from the point of view. The main character is is a screenwriter with writer's block, so he gets a um uh, an older screenwriter who has been blacklist, blacklisted from from Hollywood because yeah, of right. his past. Yeah, right. Commie bastard. So he's uh. You know, he, he's ghostwriting all of his all of How his cool. stuff. But then it also definitely hints at the you know, like the 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 secret society that a lot of the big money investors, you know, are missing women and amazing. Murders and so you're seeing some yeah. like cool similarities in a way. I hadn't even thought of it until you until you brought it up. Yeah, right. Ago. Yeah, there, there's definitely like. I mean, the parties with the girls and the girls gone missing, like in True Detective. Remember the the, the girl who told Vince last episode? Oh, I I, I went home with him one night. He just liked to watch. Mm. She's gone missing, and I'm like, yep. yeah, there's something going on, man. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly not the first, the first instance of somebody you know writing about the, the no, of Hollywood, course not. Ho- dirty Hollywood secrets. I and, mean, Mulholland know. Drive again, David Lynch. I mean, you know, it's just. It, it's it's interesting because we're all obsessed with it and we don't want there to be an underbelly of it, maybe. Or maybe, maybe we, we do. do. Well, yeah, I feel like an underbelly Hey, while we're on stories. Image, what do you think of the crazy announcements this week? Oh, man, there have been a lot of... Uh, it's because the Image the, announcements well, the, the, the like lead-up lead to, com- um, to Comic-Con quite soon is, oh, yeah. is, is meaning that we're getting lots of crazy leaks and, and, and conferences where they're announcing stacks of new titles. Um, the well, the biggest news was that uh, Brian K. Vaughan is going to be writing a um, yeah yeah uh, a story set in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah, and the headlines were so misleading. It was like Brian K. Vaughan writing Walking Dead. I was like, no fucking way! You I go thought, in there. I thought they were going to. You're like Kirkman's gone. Yeah, um, I thought maybe like you know like how uh, Todd McFarlane passed the Spawn writing duties over yeah. someone else. Up, but I mean, he's almost done 200 issues of Walking Dead now too. In a way, like oh. one, 130 or 140. 130. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, well, that's, that's not, so many. That's not hard to believe that someone might be. Uh, Passing the rotting flesh baton or anything. Yeah, I mean, Robert Kirkham stays busy, man. He, he's, still, he's, he's a busy running, boy. Yeah, I remember Outcast is another book that he's writing. That's yeah, right. He's got another one coming out soon too. And what did you think of um, the Brian Lee O'Malley announcement? First time he's doing ongoing. Oh yeah, Brian Lee O'Malley. And actually, this is a this, this is, is a big thing for Levens and I. We bonded hugely. He's the writer of um, Scott Pilgrim. 
And uh, seconds lost at sea. Mm. But yeah, Scott Pilgrim. He's the Scott Pilgrim guy. Uh, and he he's in the past always written and drawn his comics and always done graphic novels it's never been yeah, single issues stuff. he's never written in that format nor and, that size and what's the, 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 the book snot the girl snot girl and it's about the fashion industry fashion online in it's like the fashion blogging world or something like that and he's he's uh writing it but someone else is, is the artist which i'm kind of into it i'm like that's pretty cool for him to do yeah I'm, I'm really curious about that and he does write really sick female characters too which is one of the most popular conversations with comics and movies that there aren't enough. I probably strong. should have uh, bi- like pulled up the the, the list, list of all the all the new titles. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hey, let's wing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to the um, the Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson's. Uh, uh, he's writing. He's he's illustrating. It's actually. Uh, it's it's a baller. Stone Cold Steve novel. Austin is actually drawing it. Um, <laughs> was a, big, when was the big uh, announcement? Uh, so it was like a couple of days Angus ago. Angus right? just Google searched Inage Comics. <laughs> Uh, damn it. Damn. Comics we're excited for. Yeah, whatever. There's some big ones. <laughs> there's some big ones. There's, there's, there's some great stuff there. And, and as they get closer to being released, we'll definitely let you know which are the ones that you should keep an eye out for. Um, Comic Con. Do you generally, do you, do you read, uh, do you read singles or do you read trades or you like it? You like them digital, don't you? I, I, I'm both. I swing between, uh, digital for comics that, uh, I don't know for comics that are kind of that I'm testing the waters on. There's a lot of great sales with digital when money like I, I um, yeah because sometimes it's kind of like I don't really want to give Marvel five dollars a month. Like, no, I definitely don't. If you if you if you are a, have a have a Comicsology app, they'll do sales where it's like you get like the whole series for, for ninety nine cents an issue, issue and, yeah, and it works out to be thirty dollars for like the maybe run. and you're like well why the hell not? Where yeah, a trade exactly. would cost you one hundred forty dollars to get the same amount of issues in pe- trades. I've gotten to the point now where. I've got maybe five AAA titles which I buy every week and I'll get them physically. I'll read those. But for the other uh, other series that I'm kind of... I will stick with or ones that I've been consistent with, I will get digitally and I'll usually wait a few months until they drop in price and do kind of a bulk read. Yeah. So I like reading like the weekly ones. It is fun. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to the, you know, do you want to watch an episode every week or do you totally. want to binge it all at once? Yeah. And like, I don't mind doing that. Like I've been picking up on the Marvel Star Wars as they come out because a huge Star Wars fan and B really good comics. And it's, I, I like the ritual again of going to the comic book shop, picking them yeah. up. But I've also got an iPad, which I kind of got for reading a lot of digital comics and the sales are just way too good sometimes to pass up on. Absolutely. The art looks amazing. You don't get the ads, and I do love the ads in the comic books. Um, I like the ads like ten years after that. Totally, the, the, the when you see that old... when you're putting out and you're reading like weird, weird, you know, decade, decade two decade old uh, toy ads or. McDonald's I just love seeing ads. stuff. I remember when I used to buy comics from like the newsagent when I was a kid, which I don't even think you can buy them at newsagents anymore. You can buy like really overpriced, um, backdated Batman issues. You get a Batman issue that's about four to nine months and old and shitloads of phantom like who the fuck is out is that there still reading getting published comics yeah yeah lee folks dead who was writing the phantom i think they're just i don't know just, especially in australia it's australia is so such a, such it's a big so phantom. weird it's so strange i don't understand that uh shout outs to billy zane man shout out to uh, a movie that i kind of enjoyed when i was a kid but i'm sure phantom? it was absolute garbage yeah oh yeah no Catherine zeta i mean they're all there was oh, anyone actually like, they didn't stay true to the source material? Well, was, he was purple. I mean, if they did it he now, that would make was? him like black uh, suit. You know, that would kind of just... He wouldn't even be the Phantom to the last two frames of the movie. You just have Vin Diesel. One line is, I am Phantom. Vin Diesel would be the voice of his Jaguar or something. That the, he always ring, the, the voice of his ring. Yeah, I yeah. am ring. Um, no, that would be, yeah, that'd be a sassy black ring, probably. 
Uh, yeah, and I do like the ritual of going in, but also just the convenience of having them downloaded anywhere I want, reading them whenever I want, and even traveling and stuff like for work. Yeah, man, I love like everyone who will be like, "Oh, I hate flying." I love like, it. Nothing more. I love. I'm trapped uh, in the air and I yeah, have to like, read. Oh, what's that? The, the flight's an hour longer. I, mean, I have 19 hours in the air. Totally. Perfect. Oh, no, the, I'll the, read. 200 issues of something. That's what I was saying. I have these old comics where I used to buy them as a kid, old Marvel ones. I used to be obsessed with X-Men and Spider-Man comics. Still am to varying degrees based on who's writing them. Uh, the ads were amazing because it was just these... It was like Narnia. I was like, these cereals can't exist. Like just things yeah. that you would never... And like the Happy Meal ads, like their toys were like so amazing. I just remember in that off, it was that 90s version of America where it was Nickelodeon. Everything was bright. Everything was gross and cool. And it was just... Oh man, it made CDs were so much cheaper then. Totally, I was like a seven dollar CD, and it was just oh man, and ads for games. Like I remember seeing Super Metroid in there and just blowing out. And the ads were cool, man. They had like always like really you know kids in Quicksilver t-shirts playing video games, screaming at the screen as like the graphics popped out of yeah. them. And you I just missed that. Your eyes. Totally, and just like these totally unrealistic hyperbolic. Oh, oh, there's a I, know, I was reading uh, some old Punisher comics the other day, and they had a. Uh, um, on the back of each each issue of this series is a really sexist Tomb Raider ad, but oh, it's wow. not actually for Tomb Raider. It's for like um, a sound system for your computer. And, All um, right. And the, the tagline is, finally, Lara will sound as hot as she looks. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a really good way to do that. You know what? Just speaking about comics, who, who, who did the run on that? Uh, Garth Ennis. Now, I don't know if you've read it, but there's a scene, and I, I saw this on one of my True Detective, uh, True Detective websites, forum spots that I go on. But truedetectivefans.net. I am the webmaster. Slash Australian True Detective fans. That's us. There's only two members. It's you gov. and I. Uh, but there's an Ennis issue. Of, is it Punisher Max? Yeah. There's an issue where a dude is in there. I forget who his name, and he smiles, and his teeth are engraved, and they say "fuck you." Yeah. No. And yeah, that's absolutely. where. He, yeah, yeah. Bar- Barracuda. Yeah, Barracuda is the name. So. Oh, so he actually did reference Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's the if, reference. And if, if you missed an intro detective, um, a, a character. Remember, what, what character had the had the? Well, had he's the, the guy who's grills? Um, Vince ripped them out. Oh, of week. course. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. as he was doing, he's like, you should, what type of way is that to greet the world? Like, that's right. Because he had F-U-C-K on his top four and then bottom Fuck three you, had yeah. you. Yeah, and Barracuda is like this, um, he, he he's this, you know, extreme character that, that uh, gets paid to kill um, the Punisher for 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 a few is he stories. just an Ennis created character like he hasn't been in the yeah, series yeah, before? That's right. Yeah, right. And then and but then um uh they they reused him in um Garth Ennis's incredible Fury Max run as well where oh, it's yeah, right. about Nick Fury's days because you did a huge uh, Punisher run, uh, right, didn't you recently? Man, yeah, Garth Ennis's Punisher Max run Best? is like one of the top top five comic runs I've said, ever read. Um, but yeah, it sounds like I don't know. I like the fact he's like borrowing from comics and. I mean, Punisher's pretty pulpy. Nick Nick from uh, the True Detective guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and uh, I guess Punisher really suits that realm where, like, bad guys, the good guys are still kind of bad. Oh, my God. Imagine, because they just announced that uh, that Punisher Punisher is going to be in season two of Daredevil. Imagine if they then branched off to a Punisher (sighs) season written by Nick. uh, Will you die? I will die. Do you think that's why they're setting it up? Kind of, like, on one hand, I would love to see that. Like, I would love them to announce it. But then the second time, I won't get to see that because I'll die. Do Do you think they're setting that up? 
do you think they've realized, holy shit? Oh yeah, like, Netflix... a, a well done Punisher story would be ten times because they did one movie, they did a reboot of the series with a new Punisher. I liked Punisher Warzone, but it was absolute trash. So that was under the Marvel Knights film brand, wasn't it? Where it was like a couple people, like the Ghost Rider movies, came out under that banner. Yeah, you've, you, the you've, you're, you're the only person I know that's seen both Ghost Rider movies. Oh yeah, of course. I you're mean, it was during my year of watching nothing but Nicolas Cage movies. Which also, if you've never done that before. Turn off this podcast and go do that immediately. And then come back. <laughs> go and... start enter yourself into a cage match. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, they're actually part two again. Like you liked, was it Warzone? Yeah, I like part two of Ghost Rider. It was awesome. It was done by the guys who did Crank. Isn't yeah? Isn't there a bit where like he kisses um, fire? Yeah, he yes. kisses fire while his <laughs> while his son looks out the window. Of yeah, the car. of course, because it's he's Johnny Storm. Do you, well, what do you think about a Ghost Rider Netflix? Would you see that working? I mean, uh, at this point, like Marvel could announce anything, and I'd be like, yeah, they'll make it work. Do you think the fact that things that are on Netflix, because it seems to be like already that was that was dark as shit compared to anything that's been in the MCU so far. Daredevil, yeah. I mean, do you see as like maybe they could do Blade, maybe they could do these like kind of darker, more adult, like the Max series of, because the comics were called Max. Was, yeah, well, what? I mean, if they if they did an, a proper hard R Punisher, yeah. um, you know, that would, that would be pretty It awesome. could be setting up, because I remember when they made the deal, they were like, we're going to be doing Jessica Jones, we're going to do Luke Cage. We're going to be doing Daredevil and then we're going to do The Defenders. But I, they never said like if they'll do more or less. I mean, maybe they've just been like, holy shit, people will watch the hell out of darker Marvel. Well, people will just watch the hell out of Marvel. Yeah, I, totally. I, I, was, I, I want to work out how long at this rate, given how many more things they're announcing and how yeah. much of their time, how much of my time is being spent watching Marvel. Marvel properties. Like at this rate, if they keep growing at the rate they do, how long until like effectively everything I watch is, is Marvel. Marvel? Yeah, it is kind of getting like that. I mean, it's even down to the games I play, the thing, you know what I mean? Like this year, the, the You movie, don't play any Marvel games? What Marvel games do you play? No, I mean, like I'm saying for Star Wars, for me, I'm like- Oh, right. The, you mean Disney, the, the big Disney. Yeah, the sure. number one movie I'm looking forward to this year is the new Star Wars. The game I'm looking forward to most is Star Wars Battlefront. The comics I'm reading. I'm like, holy shit, for a franchise that literally had finished 10 years ago. And like, that's all, folks. Thanks for watching the six episodes of Anakin Skywalker's Rise and Fall and Rise Again. Well, even before that, thanks for watching the, th- the three episodes. Thanks of... for watching one movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. then <laughs> thanks for watching. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, holy shit, everything that I'm, I, I'm 30 and still everything that, and the Lego I'm buying, like everything I'm still a part of <laughs> is still Star Wars again. It's just come back. And I'm just like, oh man, this is crazy. I thought I said goodbye to you years ago, not in a bad way. But now you're just coming back. And the series I watch every week with Rebels, it's like, oh man. Yeah, it's... I mean, like at the moment we think that we're at peak superhero, but I feel like Star Wars is just go- is going to... Like, oh man. It could change all that. This like, Comic-Con, you, from this episode to next episode, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Mm. I mean, today the big news with Star Wars were the geniuses that did, you know, Lego, Chris Lord and Phil Miller. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, the guys who did the Lego movie, who did 21, 21 Jump 21 Street. 22 and My- Cloudy. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs and, and um and Spider Man animated that they're doing they're, for they're, Sony. They're, yeah, but before they did they did one of my favorite shows, Clone High. Oh, um, Clone High, of course. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Really underrated. Um, and Last Man on Earth. MTV. The showrunner. Oh, I still haven't watched Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I've only seen the first three apps. It's awesome. It's awesome. Spoiler yeah. alert: He's not the Last Man on Earth. Oh, Sorry, guys. What the hell, man? Yeah, but he. Yeah, he's not the Last Man on Earth. But they're they're like awesome i've dug all their stuff like all and they made the best point which the first thing you pulled out of the article and you said when we said each other this morning was they're like so they're basically now i don't know if you don't know star wars is back like come again come out <laughs> it's back 
But so they're making they're making a, a new trilogy the and then a whole bunch of of of, uh, of spin-offs. Oh man, I think it's gonna be bigger than a trilogy. I think that that's gonna be like at least six movies. They're gonna be doing the episodes. What is like I mean, you go trilogy, quadrilogy. What is six a Uh I think they start calling it a saga. I think no, no, no. no. It's got to, there's got to be like it's like six. Set, oh, set, is there an octilogy set, when they hit oh, eight? Well, that's eight. That'll be eight trilogies. Yeah. So what's what's a hex hexilogy hexagon? What's a hexagon? That's six, six sides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Welcome yeah. to Hey Fam, we talk about shapes. With maths, Dr. Carl, uh, he couldn't make it for tonight's episode, <laughs> but uh, he said don't do drugs, but also just do the good ones uh, and classic record doc, what happens to Dr. yourself. Classic Dr. Carl. Classic D- DRK. Uh, yeah, so they begin doing the episodes, which are your episodes, you know, that's going to be about the Skywalker family. They've said that. They said, this, but the beauty is they're doing these other offshoot movies with new. They're not going to be Star Wars episode blah blah. They're called Star Wars anthologies. And what's kind of fun about that, from what they've seemed to be doing so far, they're giving ideas or kind of almost these fan fiction plots to directors who aren't exactly triple A, like fan not your fiction. JJ Abrams. They're going like, oh, Gareth Edwards. So he's doing the first one. He did Godzilla and Monster a few years ago. Monsters, which is his mad indie low budget um, monster film. And he's, his one comes out next year and it's just started shooting this week and it's called Rogue One. And the plot's awesome. It's set just before episode four, so the original Star Wars movie, and it's how the Rebels got the Death Star plans. So it's a heist style movie and the car, it's Felicity Jones, um, Forrest Whitaker, Ben Mendelsohn, all these people. But the cool thing... About, they should call it an old hope though. <laughs> well, an older hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or retitle a new hope and slightly newer hope. But I'm the big... Uh, Rumor which came out today and it hasn't been confirmed though it probably will post Comic Con is Darth Vader is going to be no they're, they're fully confirmed that they, you had you had Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Phil, so it's Phil. Oh, that's in Han Solo. That's a oh, different movie. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, no. So this is the movie. This movie's already got a you, title. We didn't even talk about Han Solo when you oh, jumped no, no. to Vader. Oh no, no. So this is just setting up. So there's going to be these anthology movies. And once you start Josh Angus on Trank, Star Wars, he doesn't get off. Until... Well, Josh Trank was signed on. This is the other uh, before Han Solo. That there was a, the other movie was announced after this Rogue One film um, called. Well, didn't have a title, but Josh Trank, who's did what was the movie with 
It was like the found footage superhero movie. Oh, um, Chronicle? Chronicle and Fantastic Four. Yeah, right. So this was his next movie. He was doing the second Star Wars anthology. It wasn't Han Solo, which they said in the Star Wars press release today. It was going to be a Boba Fett. Like, could have been set. Is that still going to happen or no? Well, they're still looking for a director at the moment. Right. So everyone thought the big reveal today was Chris Lord and um, Phil Miller were going to be doing Boba Fett. But it actually explicitly states, says like, no, no, no. We're doing Han Solo. And like, they, yeah, so they're doing a young Han Solo movie that all they've said is you'll find out how he became the smuggler. And, and there's, there's some funny quotes associated to their announcement because after doing a, a movie about Lego, a toy, um, and then a movie a, a based off of like, you know... A, an a, 80s heartthrob like, cop drama. That no one really remembers fondly oh, well. in, in 21 Jump Street. Um, they just remember it as like, you know, the, 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 the beginning point for, for Johnny Depp. Yeah, it was his... It was <laughs> It was it was his Degrassi a la Drake. Then they also made like two movies based off a you know mostly nonsense children's book. Oh yeah, um, which would have been more than twenty pages long. So something. certainly nothing that like screams like blockbuster. And they made blo- huge blockbusters out of all of them. Um, and now that they've been that have been offered that, well, they announced was... that, that, that they're directing, um, writing and directing a Han Solo movie. Yeah. They said this is the first movie that we've announced that we're doing that sounds like a good idea. I mean, first things first, it's not going to have Harrison Ford in it. Of course not. I mean, what I mean to me, that's just like you can already read, you can already hear. I mean, the sound is very audible being in the Star Wars universe, but you can already hear the people complaining. What, where, why don't they do what um, Jeff Bridges did in Tron Legacy? And... Put his face on younger, like in Arnie in the new Terminator in the trailer. Yeah, see but you know, I think that's exciting. It's like Alec Guinness was Obi Wan Kenobi, but now also Ewan McGregor is because I think. Do, people, do you think people are like? Do you think Ewan McGregor's take on Obi Wan is as beloved? As, oh, totally. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it, it, to the point where people are like. Oh, well, I mean, Alec Guinness. He's probably got about not my Obi Wan. He's probably got like 15, 20 minutes of screen time. Sure. You know, in the other but, ones, he is he is like the hero. He's like the closest thing to a the solid hero whose values never change. Blah blah blah. Plus, he's the one who's uh, used in the Clone Wars series, which is again the best version of Obi Wan and. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like one of the things, the few things that even haters can claim that they really dug about the prequel fucking trilogy. Haters. Fucking haters. Every one thing they can all agree on is, yeah, Ewan's Obi Wan is awesome. Uh, yeah, but so they're doing Han Solo. I mean, any idea? Who would you see as? I mean, that's a huge role. That is huge. Dwayne I want, Johnson. Dwayne, you know who I want only because he played his illegitimate son in Indiana Jones Four. You really want Leboeuf? I want Leboeuf. I think LaBeouf, the proof is in the LaBeouf pudding. He's crazy. He's absolutely crazy. I, I, yeah, I mean, he is a good actor. Yeah. No, yeah. Especially seriously. now. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like... Oh, totally. I feel like he's, he's batshit insane. Everyone thinks he's a complete... He's at that Nick Cage but, level now, you know, where it's just like... But I feel like he could really turn in the performance oh, totally. of his life next. Yeah, I really... I'm seriously... I'm not joking or anything. I'm being 100% truthful when I say he could be, like, really good. Boof solo. Maybe that's the only reason why I'm considering. But in other um, weird news today, Aaron Paul, a la Jesse Pinkman, tweeted, Instagrammed, and there's been a lot of rumors around his involvement with the new Star Wars movies. Breaking whether it's... Bad star who has not done anything worth watching since post-Breaking Bad. Oh, oh, no. Didn't you Bo... see Need for Speed? No. <laughs> uh, he's a voice in Bojack Horseman, which yeah, is, you're which right. is and pretty, he plays pretty fun. His housemate, uh, Bojack's housemate. Uh yeah, that he got an official follow from the Star Wars official account today, and he just tweeted it, Instagram today and said, "My dreams are coming true." Do you reckon that means anything though? Like, Comic it could just be that his up. mate started working for the marketing. It for, could mean for that. that. It could mean Disney. nothing, but it's kind of funny 
that they've announced this new movie. I mean, I Maybe can't like, see him. If you follow me, I'll make a vine for you where I call Darth Vader a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> I mean, he could have a side role in it. I'm not too sure. Jesse. But it is kind of funny that, you know, it's Jesse. been rumored for months and he got this I'll go with that Darth Vader. Jesse. It could work. Look, I'm, as a Star Wars uh, fanatic, I'm not, I'm not going to... Are you? I don't want that. Are you really? I don't want a uh, Breaking Bad reference. Uh, but yeah, you know, next episode... You swear to me, under this American flag, yeah. just for some reason hanging in your living room above your television... I'll never forget. Is that how you get around, like, uh, your, your VPN yeah, rerouting? That, that's, it, I, I, I fear for, um, you know, all of our phones have cameras on them now. I'm like, if they're going to hack and see what VPN I'm using, at least they'll look in here and see... A Channing Tatum wall calendar next to an American flag above my television. And they go, yeah, it checks out, boss. This <laughs> When we start streaming for a video from, for, for every episode of Hey from Fam. Hey Fam Studios. You'll be able to see the glory. Hey Fam, it's Saturday. It's going to be our Saturday night variety shows. Oh my God, we have to, we do, have to do Hey a live Fam show. Saturday. Holy shit, that's, that is definitely the name of our live show. <laughs> and much like um, Hey Hey, it's Saturday and the lady is, it'll probably be on a Wednesday or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's... Fucking perfect. All right, guys, That's, you heard it here first. Uh, we, you're you're going to hear a high five. <laughs> well, wait, that was oh, a really good one. That was a shit high five. All right, one, two, three. Oh, oh that was fuck. fucking terrible. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, I was Third close. time a charm. Um, you heard it here first, guys. Episode 25. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, fam. It's hey, fam. Saturday. It's Saturday. We're going to have a live act. On a Wednesday night. We're going to have celebrity heads. <laughs> oh but it's going to be just characters from Ballers. <laughs> Am I having a phone conversation in every episode? Am I that? No, it's it's gonna be the world's we, best. We will play pluck a duck. We are gonna get the suit. I have access to the suit. I won't say how yet. Angus, can we reveal a secret about you? Yeah, you can hey say fam, it now. Hey yeah, fam exclusive. We actually t- spoke about this at in the length first episode. In the first episode that you then deleted, which yeah. potentially because we spoke about this, so this episode might get deleted too. It um, was a breach of um. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think it was too. Too much, too soon. Um, Angus is the admin, <laughs> the genius behind my favorite Facebook page, Pluck a Duck Memes. It's uh, really esoteric. <laughs> it's, it's basically uh, a, a, a portal dedicated <laughs> to a shit character from a shit show that won over maybe two hearts. Yep. This is a character who, in a 90-minute variety show on Saturday nights, had maybe a two-minute segment, and he was silent. It was a man in a duck suit. But for some reason, it's resonated with so many people because they all have these childhood memories. Also, the absurdity he of would, it. He would give... Like, just he, They had a show and the music would start like, pluck a duck, pluck a duck. And he'd run out. It was like the guy duck, had literally done like a barrel of cocaine. <laughs> he'd run was, out in this duck suit with like these white gloves shuckers. and do, throwing out shuckers to the crowd. And he'd go up and like dry hump people in the yeah, audience. straight up. He was like... It, it was, was like, like 6.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. It was like... The, it was like when Jim Carrey put the mask on, that guy's life <laughs> completely transformed. He would run out and just, and then he would, the, the, the main prize for some reason was always a Nissan Pulsar. And I'm not sure why that's funny, but it seems again to resonate. It's just so da- another dated reference. It's just dated, yeah, and yeah. So, but you, you know, you've you, you've uh, you've you've been the largest uh, fan contributor, without a doubt. I actually, I my, I've, a lot of cool things have happened to me in the last uh, the last few weeks. This is the. The first Hey Fam episode that we've recorded while not eating pizza. Yep, this I, is big. I, I wrote a pretty great article uh, all about, about the best pizza in Sydney. Have and, a look uh, on DJ Levin's uh, Facebook page, uh, or just go to the Sydney Morning Herald and uh, go to the Sydney Morning search Herald. Pizza. 
Yeah. Um, and that, you know that that was a pretty good, pretty good conquest. You know, it was pretty, great. Pretty exciting, but nothing... there was one good comment though by a lady, an astute reader, who <laughs> said, was like, "Pizza is pizza." <laughs> at the end of the day, pizza is just pizza. Yuck. <laughs> uh, not uh, not your demographic. Nothing beats the Sydney Morning Herald comments. Actually, no, it com- comments anywhere on the internet are always. Oh, they're the best. Fantastic. Um, but you know that was a, that was a pretty good get, a pretty good feeling. You know, my 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 son started saying words. Pretty Amazing feeling. feeling. Great, yeah. been a great couple of weeks, but nothing beat the incredible feeling that I got when a meme that I made for Plucker Duck memes yep. is the most liked meme in Plucker it's Duck memes history. The most history. liked meme in our history. A second number two is a close second, and it again. The rich, it was a Richie Benno one. It was the day when Rich, the, the, this meme that you made. And again, it was about pizza and you must have had pizza on the mind. Yeah, I was, I was straight up just You sent it pizza. to me and I said, dude, that's the best one. And I, I caught it then. I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was following the... I mean, this is... Now we've reached the low point of episode three. We're explaining memes to people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the, the you know... This what year, if you explained what memes were in a Peter Griffin voice? A Stewie Griffin voice. Now that's Perfect. funny. Yeah, now that's that funny. That is... Around the clock. Look, just fine. go to Plucker Duck memes and see what it is. But I must say, I like say, that this became like less about me telling your secret that you run Plucker Duck memes and became more about how you me, made the best one. how I made the funniest. But one. guys, th- this is actually another exclusive. We may as well go three for three. Um, I've been getting a lot of interesting messages as the admin of Plucker Duck memes. Oh my god! Uh, I've received this one because on... yeah, like most people like the page because they think it's, it's funny and weird. Or... Oh yeah, but then you have like a handful of people that actually think. The I'd say one in six who... correspondents that I get are people who genuinely believe that I am Plucker Duck or the guy who played him, and I can kind of well, one of the many was it one... a legacy? There was two people. There were two people. That there were two Plucker people. Uh, one did not return from the for the 2009 reboot and anyone, I'm still not sure why but anyone in the off chance that anyone from outside of Australia <laughs> was listening to this episode thanks for listening to the first three episodes yeah. of, of Hey Fam and sorry we lost you forever sorry we lost you but hey uh, throw us a like and but I got this <laughs> message up and I, I went say yeah review on I went say who it's from uh, but it rhymes with Brett O. Mayan and it says hi I'm just wondering is it you Mark? So immediately I'm like, who's Mark? Hey, and then Mark. from memory, I know that one of the original Plucker Duck was Mark. And it says, I was your trainer at the, at the 1994 Adelaide Celebrity Race. Like not even personal trainer, not even your, what, the what guy that... You train, what could you train Plucker Duck to do? To do the celebrity like, race. Like, the guy has wearing flippers essentially. Maybe he, he was like, like, you know how animals have trainers? Yeah. Maybe, maybe he thought he was, was a real duck. it was a celebrity race at Adelaide once. I mean, how... Like, how is this? Maybe he was an actor who was playing Plucker Duck's trainer. Yeah, maybe. And then he said, so much fun and still have the little Plucker from the Slalom. I don't know what that means. Plucker from the... Uh, down the front, straight for Hey Hey. Hope you're doing well, mate. And this is my favorite part. And have the hat you signed for me that says, fuck off, Plucker. <laughs> so I'm just... <laughs> in a way, I, I, I'm so glad that correspondence happened. Have you written back to him yet? No, I'm just going to write, download Hey Fam, my new podcast. Just trying to get get people. (laughs) Can you please write back to him? um, Like, hey, you're totally right. It is me. By the way, can you please send me a picture of the hat I signed? Of us. Oh, that would be good too. All right. Another Hey Fam exclusive. I'm going to be writing back. Let's catfish this guy. Yeah, let's do it. We'll go duckfish him. (laughs) No, um, cowfish. No, cowfish. Because he's not, not a, a chicken, chicken or, a chicken or a cow. cow. So yeah, that's uh, that's that uh, amazing segue. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you Plucker Duck memes updates. Uh, yeah, we'll just follow now. the page. Yeah, now that now that the secrets out, 
Um, we, yeah. well, with more comic, yeah. How yeah, are you feeling about Han Solo? You the, down the movie? Yeah, I reckon that'll be that'll be fun. You've been reading the uh, the Han Solo comics, the Princess Leia comics, the Princess Star Leia, Wars, the Star Wars. Uh, Marvel now owns the comic uh, license for Star Wars. So See, look, putting out Star Wars comics. Four years ago, writers. I said goodbye to Star Wars. And I, no, no, in two thousand five, I was like, okay, that was fun. And then I remember in twenty twelve, the day it was announced that Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, and I was. It was like you found an ex-girlfriend coming back in your life. But so you you weren't like reading the Dark Horse Star Wars. No, I was. And you weren't. I was like such watching, a snob. Watching the the clones. TV Clone Wars show? hadn't been declared as canon yet. Oh. And I was. You and didn't I, count it, or you didn't. Watch no, it wasn't declared. The only thing at that stage was still the six. There was. This is how. Oh, so hard. you were canon or nothing. I was canon or nothing. Absolutely. I was an AU baby. He has canon or nothing tattooed. It's tattooed on my forehead. It's like damaged. It's so how people know <laughs> that I am canon, but. It, and then when Disney announced the sale, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to get back into Star Wars again. I've said goodbye. It's kind of a part of my life. What was? What did you do when you, when you said goodbye? Did you have like a like a, uh, a ceremony? Well, I, I remember seeing the things? third movie at the cinema and then came straight back home. I saw Midnight Screen and watched four, five, and six. And it just completed, in my mind, it completed the story. I was like, yeah, that story is over now. Said goodbye. And it was kind of always this part of my life. It was a big important. I mean, I worked on one of them, as you know. I had this huge, like, affinity with it and I said goodbye and it was good you, it was can, uh, like... you can listen about uh, oh yeah Angus. listen there's to my event. exploits there's another podcast that Angus was a part of uh, called Steel Wars Steel it's Steel Wars. Saunders a, a funny bro who also does um, I Love Green Guide Letters but he, uh, Steel Wars is great I actually saw this week he's interviewing Darren what's the guy lead or, singer of, um, of Savage, uh, Garden? Savage Garden Darren Hayes Darren Hayes so yeah why I have no no why did he interview all me about... Because well, he interviews you, you, celebrities who like Star Wars. Oh, and just then he, who like Star Wars? Right. Yeah, that, that's celebrities who have Star Wars things. And he was told by one of our friends, Tommy Dasselo, he's like, oh, you've got you've to do Angus. Because Tommy was staying with me for a while. He's like, he has insane entourage level stories <laughs> about what he was doing on set. But that's another podcast. Because you, you, when you were a kid, you were 15. Yeah, you were 15 yeah. and you worked on the second one? The second, the second one, yeah. So uh, if you want to hear all about that and who I upskirted and all the really possibly illegal things I did in that film, listen to Hey Saunders, uh, Steel Saunders, um, Steel Wars podcast. Uh, I was about six beers deep in it too in a public venue. So Perfect. I think I was playing to the audience. You know, you read the crowd. You tell more uh, upskirt jokes, the more laughs you get. It, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's basic science, baby. Uh, but, 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 yeah, so I said goodbye. It was announced. And I did, and I'm kind of glad I didn't do any of the expanded universe because Disney have now declared that 25 years of video games, novels, especially novels, which some real butthurt people are real butthurt over. But like what? Cause, because those, those things are good. Like, I mean, uh, look, what, I, something doesn't have to be canon to be, to be appreciated. But it's just, I kind of saw it wasting my time. Really? Well, I was just like... Because I've read a lot of the Dark Horse Star Wars comics and mm. like none of them are canon now, but they're still, they were really good stories. Look, I was just kind of like, it's a waste of my time. At that stage, I was like, well, I'm, and people, this is why, because people would give Boba Fett in the book series a backstory. And then George Lucas, who makes the movie, so he's allowed, he's like, well, no, that's not what happened. And would read, he would tell yeah. what actually, and then it'd but be I mean, like... it's the nature of, of, of all this shit we like, that there'll be different iterations of those characters Except elsewhere. when, like, the creator is it's still creating. It's Elseworlds, dog. Yeah, you know what? Well, now that's, they're called Legends, so it's legends, like Elseworlds. Right. And I don't feel so bad about perhaps, like, dipping in and out. And I bought the huge hardcover Star Wars Marvel Volume 1, like the classic 70 years. 
I is that one of those that... ginormous hardcovers? Yeah, that it's like they... fuck off big. And it's like it's a like yellow page. Really pages. cool, and then you're like, wait a minute, how the fuck am I going to read? Oh, it's this? like I'm, I'm going to have to get the uh, like, digital. I'll download illegally the digital ones because I've paid for it. Like and... comics are great because they lend themselves to being read on the toilet really yeah. well, or and on a train you... trip or something. You and know? you can't, yeah, sure, or going to the toilet on a train. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but if you buy like an omnibus which has like. 6,000 pages. It's just the most... It looks cool, but it's so inconvenient. Oh, especially if you're reading in bed. It literally crushes your head. <laughs> uh, but now that this the whole new canon's coming along, you know, it's exciting. Every, there's, a, there's a group of 13 people who have to be across the stories for everything that they make now is reading, down from the video games all the way to the films, comics, whatever. And they all have to say, yay or nay, or no, this person can't be there because in this issue four of Lando, he's over here. And that, to me, it sounds like a culmination of the best things, my OCD and like my attention for detail and like my OCD. And I'm like, that sounds like <laughs> the world's greatest job. And I really wanted Star Wars. If you said listening. OCD twice. Exactly. Because so the first time I didn't it say out. it right. All oh, right. I yeah, didn't course, say it perfect. again because of my OCD. Um, a comic came out today from the, this is, and this is the last little Star Wars tidbit we'll, we'll, we'll use for yeah. today. But... Yeah. Oh man, we've got, we've got years worth. <laughs> years worth of episodes of Hey Fam. Um, oh yeah, but if you read the expanded universe stuff, I'm sorry, guys. It just doesn't count anymore. Damn it! So I, I wasted. I wasted. Like oh no, this is what I, this life. is what I was getting at. Sorry, I wanted to say, while there's been these anthology films announced, Han Solo, Death Star. One thing I'm slightly and not annoyed at, but their anthologies that they were told we were told originally they're going to be outside of the Skywalker saga. Saga. They're going to be telling new stories about new characters. So far, they've been really rooted to, and it's kind of the same with these comics, this golden era of Star Wars set between episode four and five, like i.e. the classic Star Wars that they hope to get the old fans back with. Sure. So I'm like, I think it's a strategic reason that they're doing this, mm. but also I'm kind of like, I would love a story from the thousand years before the movies, like the Knights of the Old Republic or, you know, just- Is that ca- canon? Is that shit canon? That's not canon either. Right, so- we'll, But I'd like that to have- like, it's, it's dickheads like you who says that not canon shit isn't, worth reading that that stops that from being a, a, a likely no no there is a reason and i won't get on it here but there's a saga in the books called the use on Vang saga or something like that and it basically turns star wars into star trek where they find out there's another dimension and aliens start invading the star wars galaxy okay right and to sense. me i'm like no that's not star wars that's hard science not fiction. my star wars it's not star wars uh but yeah i'm just kind of been a bit annoyed that not annoyed but that you can tell they're playing it safe by going who's the most loved star wars characters and what's the most loved era Okay, cool. Boba Fett, Han Solo, and the original movies. Let's make spin-off movies around there. I'm I like, mean, it makes the most sense to make the most money. And then once everyone is... Okay, I think once Star, people are comfortable Star Wars too. fever again, then hopefully they'll do something a bit Yeah, risky. I think once they're comfortable, the idea of these spin-off movies... But I just but it also of, is risky doing doing these you know legacy character movies because if you fuck it up, well, that's you're fucked the, up. That's the other side of the coin. If you fuck up Han Solo, you fuck up Han Solo. How good would it be if they were like, let's tell a really good Jar Jar Binks story? It'd be amazing let's if you find out make he's actually this, this like, character. really like... You don't know what happens to him after episode three, and, and that's it. It's the last time. It would be great if he becomes this like drug riddled, like crazy guy, and he's like, "It's all my fault. It's all my fault." And <laughs> I don't know. It, it, there's potential, but yeah, the comics Lisa's again. It's all the, my fault. <laughs> seriously, I, Oscars, anyone? <laughs> but the comics are out. Marvel's doing it, but and again, they're all set during that sweet, sweet period. But a new one came out today, and. I don't think it's going to be a full run. It's going to be a five issue run, from what I can tell. Yeah. So so far we've we've had um, we've Star got the Wars. Star Wars main one written by Jason Aaron. Then we had Mark Wade doing Princess Leia, a series that's just finished, five five issues. And Darth Vader by Darth Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen. And they come. That is kind of published concurrently with Star Wars, and events that happen in one will affect the other. And it's cool. You'll get these awesome scenes 
from like Darth Vader's point of view in the Darth Vader one and his internal monologue, but then you read him in Star Wars and he's like his cinematic version. He's like this menacing guy in the background, just crushing things. And you're like, oh shit, he's scary. But then you get this cool like, like Oh shit, he's damaged. Yeah. And then you're like, oh man, he's damaged without having it on his head. Oh, that's right. He's just a Burns victim. The also- tattoo probably came off. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, so those three are set in in between four and five, four, episode four and five. And then you have um, another one that they made set during the, the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, Kane and the Last Padawan, and he's uh, it's it's about the lead Who character wrote that one? from it's the showrunner for uh, Rebels, who's also working on the oh, spin-off cool. movies. Great. Yeah, I, I don't know his name right now. I mean, he's not a usual, but he's 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 nailing it. And the art's terrific as well. But uh, today, just that was the first issue of. Uh, Lando. Lando, a cult favorite character, oh. second favorite after Boba Fett, right? I'd say it's like Han, Boba, and Lando are just all in that holy trinity of of guys that you wish were your uncle. And Lando is it's his second reappearance this year. He's actually in Rebels, um, and he's the, the the Disney animated series, and that's set between three and four, which is when I think this is set. Yeah, I haven't really declared when. All you know is the Emperor does exist, and the Empire is a threat. And it's Billy D. Williams doing the voice for him in the animated show. And he does what you want. There's about three female lead characters in the show. In a 21 minutes show aimed at kids, he just tries to bang all three of them. And it's just <laughs> awesome. You're like, yes, they get Lando. And it's cool to hear Billy D. you know. And it was weird because, you know, we saw all the Force Awakens stuff. But no one was like, oh, where's Lando? Where's Lando? Like, we're all like, where's Luke? Where's Hunt? And I'm so glad Lando's getting some mad treatment right now. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And so the, the the Lando comic is written by uh, Charles Sewell, who uh, has done some great runs. She-Hulk, on, uh, which I really dug. She-Hulk for Marvel and um, Swamp Thing for DC. And he's about to take over Daredevil. That's right. Um, and Mark. it's funny because She-Hulk was really law-based, legal-based. And he is actually a lawyer. He's an attorney. And yeah, he's still practicing as he's well. He's still practicing. And, and while managing to write like 10 different comics. So and Matt like, Murdock his, now. His... Uh, his um, Self-published, or so it comes out through someone uh, called uh, the Letter Thirty Three. Is that good? Let- letter Forty Four. Sorry, yeah, that's really great too. Is um, that an image or something or IDW? Uh, or something? It is an independent publisher, Om- Omni Press, I think maybe. Yeah, right. Omnipress. Um, but I, I, yeah, he's a lawyer and he's writing Lando, and it's just awesome. And from the, I don't Dra- know, drawn by Alex Maleev, who is another really great well, artist. Who, what is this? Maleev he's done, done lots of uh, collaborations. He wrote, um, he drew, sorry, a lot of. Um, uh, Brian Bendis's Daredevil run. Yeah, right. Um, and then uh, that was he, the run before um, Brubaker before Wade. Before, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's a great artist. Is that where he went crazy? He, Is he that wrote, the whole Bendis run where his girlfriend was crazy? I mean, yeah. I mean, Daredevil goes crazy in almost all yeah. every run before Wade. Like you know, he, the, before the, he gets rebooted, all the horrible shit happening to him. Except the Wade one, he's kind of been. Well, no, it's, it's the, the Wade run, which is about to end now. Before Charles Sewell takes over, is 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 really. It's like, what if Daredevil wasn't depressed all the time? Yeah, if he just decided to try and be a, an a cool, optimistic good happy hero. guy and be more swashbuckling, like he yeah. was meant to be. And, and it's been incredible. It's such so, a good run. A lot of pressures on Charles Sewell to do something new while not well, he just is, apparently. all over. Uh, he's going to be run. working for the DA for once. So as, as opposed to... Because you know how the, one of the great things about Daredevil, the dichotomy was he'd be defending the criminals, which he was fighting at nighttime because he was a defense mm. attorney. Now he works for the state of New York. Apparently he's like, this is what I'm changing. It's because I'm a lawyer and I want to do this. So he's actually working to get the guys he's fighting in jail and he's actually enjoying... Matt Murdock is enjoying his lawyer job for once. He's like yeah, not cool. going against his day job. Which, so I think that's going to that, add something. And that something. will last for about three issues before they oh, before decide he to gets kill disbarred. everyone he knows. Yeah, before Because uh, even Mark Wade's run has gotten quite dark now. Like the stakes are really high in yeah, this right. as it wraps up. Is he still so. in San Fran? 
Uh, yeah, and he's I don't know. He, he's just about to make a deal with the kingpin who hasn't who hasn't been really? present in, in uh, Mark Wade's run the whole time. Yeah, right. It, it was man. There was this amazing. So to to okay. Spoiler. Can I can I spoil a tiny spoiler. bit? Spoiler. I mean, I'm only up to issue thirty something, but I'm gonna find out about this. So, so. if if you uh, care about um, a, a comic run that you should definitely read, um, I'm gonna spoil a small amount of it. Um, basically, um, Daredevil is a blind superhero. Kingpin is his greatest foe ever. Um, he goes to the stakes are so high against Daredevil that he goes to his greatest foe to make a deal with him. Damn. Um, and he basically has this long conversation in the, in this room. You can't see what you're, he goes to Daredevil to, to Kingpin's house. You can't Wait, is see Kingpin in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, he's he's been um, he, he got chased out of New York by Spider Man after um, Spider Island. But no, after this, in, in the Superior Spider Man run. Um, oh, that's right. There was a the whole Shadow ninja Land. thing, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, so he's in San Fran. He goes to Kingpin's house and Daredevil. Um, they're, they're in this room. You can't see what's on the walls. Um, it's all dark. And um, he says basically, like you know, um, he, he wants he wants protection for everyone that he loves. And Kingpin's like, "Well, what can you offer me?" And he's like, "I can't think of anything that you offer me." And he's like, "I can I can't offer you, um, um, you know, my idea. I, I, I can't. The only thing I have to offer you is the death of of Matt Mur- Matt Murdock. I will kill Matt Murdock for you, so that Daredevil can live on. And I know that you must have." Like, I know that that must be like you know the death of Matt Murdock must be important to you, and then it like pans out and the 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 room lights up and the room Kingpin's room is just filled with artworks of him murdering Daredevil. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic. Anyway, so yeah, right. Mark Wade's Daredevil run. I just spoiled a small amount of it for you, but like hopefully that was enough to hook you. It's so it's such an incredibly great run. But yeah, Shul. How do you say it? Shul. Is this... Charles Shul. He's, he's he's the next guy to take over Daredevil. Hopefully, do something incredible. Yeah. With it. But he has done something really great with Lando Calrissian. You haven't read any of the uh, Star Wars comics yet, have you? I've read uh, the first one or two issues of Jason Aaron's main yeah. run of the Star Wars. Thing. I think I, I wanted to make like steal them off you or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was at a time where I was sick of giving Marvel too much of my money, so I tapped out. But uh, I I bought the land issue one of Lando today. Oh, I love sick. that creative team. I've and for Lobot fans well. out there, Lobot's in there. Yep. He, you know, the creepy bald guy who doesn't say anything in Empire Strikes Back, but he reacts to Lando's commands. And he's actually cool in it. And you find out why he's got that big ass thing on his head. It's really good. It's the first canon explanation for it. Let me yeah, tell you now. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm really it, looking forward it's, to it. And like, you know, it's like a heist comic. or It's, a, it's like, like an art heist comic. Yeah. I mean, you found, you know, the thing with like Han and Lando, you always heard that, oh, these guys are smugglers, they're swindlers, and you never really saw it in the movies. You, they were becoming rebels and fighters for this greater cause. Yeah. But you actually, this is like in the, in the heart of their smuggling days. And it's kind of like the depression era, you know, the empire is rife. It's everywhere. And these are like the young kind of dudes trying to, trying to turn a few bucks in it. And he's, he's super suave. I love it. There's this great part. And I loved in low body's past. Like, well, why, why can't we just go in and blast that guy? And he's like, blasters. I feel like that's the easy way out. He's like, I, I like to, I like to use this as my weapon, like his personality. And I'm like, that's yeah. so cool. Like that's Lando. And you get hints of that in empire and stuff, but you're like, yeah, you're really getting this Lando. And like, you see how important and how different too for star Wars. Like he's the first, african-america character in any of the star wars like he's the first one you see and he's just got this great personality he meant a lot and it's so cool they're like giving him this really cool service yeah and hopefully they they they, they give a lot more of the series to lesser lesser known characters in the star wars universe because yeah. i feel like you can do a lot more exciting things to them and with them and you can still we don't know a lot about the lesser ones too so there are cooler things can happen whereas we kind of yeah. know a lot 
there's a lot of like blanks to be filled in for the lesser ones where your Skywalkers and everything, we know kind of roughly where they you were. You can still tell like an interesting story, but the stakes aren't very high. Totally, because we know where, where they end up. But yeah, yeah, the Lando one is basically, again, a spoiler, like he's stolen art from someone really important. And you're just like, oh, oh and shit. And the whole setup, of, he, he pretty much lets the person know that he's stealing it. And yeah. It's just the best. It's awesome. And the last frame. And everyone, you know, refers to everybody as, you know, my good friend, my pal. My, my pal. pal. Yeah. Yeah. And the last frame is just awesome. You're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's fucked. Ex- an excellent comic book cliff- cliffhanger. Yeah. Four more issues. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. It's probably, at the moment, not besides Vader, I think the best of the, um, and I, the yeah. Star Wars ones. Yeah. And I think a really good jumping on point for anyone that wants oh, totally. to dip their toes in. If you kind of like the older movies and you're like, oh, I don't really like the fact Disney and Marvel, like read this and you'll just see, I mean, if that's any indication of what these new ones are going to be like, I'm on board. You were already on board, get up. <laughs> yeah, they had You're my money years money. ago. Hey, uh, so you came over tonight where we we're recording in HeyFam Studios and you played the new Batman, the game that we spoke about last week. Yeah, I, um, you, you, you gave me a PlayStation 4 controller, but then you put an episode of Entourage on and you were like, yeah, yeah this is Batman. I watched Entourage on my this iPhone. Is, this is I'm Arkham like, Knight. I'm giving you 27 minutes. <laughs> no, I, I, I um, finally, we, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I finally got to play as the, uh, the Bat Tank. Shoot, yep. shoot some drones Controversial A lot of people are either loving or hating the, the Bat Tank I listened to um, a po- the latest episode of the uh, uh, the Indoor Kids podcast yep. today Shout outs to Camille Nanjani And, uh, and Emily Gordon uh, <clears throat> And uh, they were interviewing Pete Holmes, another comedian Yep um, And to- they were talking about how much they love Arkham Knight It was pretty much an entire episode about Arkham Knight Yeah, right and I thought it was really funny that they- Because they talk about other comedians And comedians' relationships with video games Yeah, it's a great podcast I mean, seriously. yeah, the-, the, whole- the whole point of us starting HeyFam Is about, you know being, We're going to start bringing on, you know, we'll chat to people and what they love who and love, each other. Who love video games that, that aren't, you know, that aren't people that just identify themselves with themselves as a gamer. Yeah. But uh, I, I love hearing, so but they, so they talk about like, uh, they're talking about the tank and then they're like, oh, Paul F. Tompkins uh, called me last week because he is a massive fan of the of the Batman games, but he really hated the Batmobile. In the game. He, yeah, and he, right. And he couldn't get around it. Like he, he couldn't get his head around it, and so they really? had to like sit down and explain to him, like you know, I guess like the mechanics of it and blah blah. So and, he'd be a then, shit superhero. Now he's really on board. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because it is hard. I mean, it kind of switches between a really fucking fast tank car, that, and I love the f- way the environment reacts. Like if you slam into a bridge, the bottom of that bridge will start like breaking, and like Probably. nothing's kind of like you don't clip. Like you actually just right, drive through things. But the other thing is, it goes into like tank mode, and you pretty much turn to like. A tank in my mind and a crab because you can crawl kind of on x axis and y axis and it's just I, I to me and i said it again i'll say it again it's my favorite iteration of the batmobile i've seen it's functional it looks cool it has like cool looks to it it has and infinite ammo infinite ammo um and he doesn't kill anybody guys it's drones <laughs> it's just drones. but what do you think over it it's just the drones from melbourne yeah it's just the drone oh man they need the press um yeah, I mean, I love it. So I've been debating whether I should buy a PS4. I've been a stri- for a few months. You've been a Nintendo boy the last few years. I have a PS3, and uh, actually, what made you get the hilarious? PS3? We spoke about. Yeah, I was going to say we spoke about it earlier. They announced a um, a Scott Pilgrim arcade game. Oh my god! And at the time, I only had a Wii. Um, I, I remember this. I, I had a PS2. It was a PSN that. exclusive. Um, you couldn't get on Xbox. Um, Right away. Store or anything. They had like the one year lead and it was to coincide with the film. But the difference was Brian Lee O'Malley had also written the game and it was like 
beautifully designed. Who's the artist? Well, it was like it was like a you know a beat em up, a scrolling beat em up. Beat-em up scroll but who did the everything. art? It was Paul. Um, I forget the, his the, name. He's a Melbourne dude. The guy who does all that fantastic pixel eight art. bit and sixteen bit yeah. stuff. And it, it was a, it was an awesome game. So good. I, I still haven't finished it properly. I finished it. I got the power of love, like the final sword, and it's oh, fucking sick. Um, yes, yeah, so I bought I bought a five hundred six hundred dollar game console just for a $15 download game and wasn't it worth it it was worth it I bought a shitload of games for PS3 and you know I have a 3D Blu-ray player with my 3D TV you do yeah I that's watch, right watch cool movies but with, the, uh, with the couch dragged one meter away from the television was this was that was this was Arkham Knight your Scott Pilgrim moment yeah well I mean I, I think it just I, I kind of I guess the PS4 launched tonight and there were a few things I was like oh yeah I should you know, I'd like to play that but between this and what was another recent game that you guys were fucking wanking oh, Witcher. on about? I'm not going to play Witcher. You're not going to play Witcher. I don't need to see. There's a uh, lot Julian of good. Assange, I mean, rape ghosts. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. I mean, you've That's got like happens, Last right? Guardian. You got like you know the Horizon. Uh, Last Guardian. Um, Uncharted oh, Four. Oh, and I really want to uh, Uncharted Four. And I really want to replay the Grim Fandango. Oh yeah, Grim HD. I've got that my, there waiting one of my to go. Favorite games of all time. Yeah, I can't wait. And it's which been I, which I stole off a family friend and played on my PC. But hey, fam. Yeah. Hey fam, we're all fam here. It's true. Yeah, man. I, uh, apologies to the Greaves family. Uh, I stole your copy of Grim Fandango in 1998. Damn, I think and it's almost yours. Isn't possession? Like, isn't it yours now? Essentially, yeah. I still, I still have it. I think you've owned it longer. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think I gave it to my friend Alex Tullet. So Tullet, um, holy shit! Do you be named? Now, <laughs> uh, Greaves, if you want this to is... go find him. Yeah, you have to go find him. Well, if you if you've stolen anything of somebody and you want to pa- pass the buck, just let us know on our Facebook. Just page. give it to Tullet. Blame Tullet. Yeah, blame Tullet. That can be a new segment. Blame Tullet. Blame Tullet. Tullet, the, um, Sydney's number one minion fan. Really? Is that official? <laughs> no. Is that? Yeah. Ba- has he got it on his forehead? Is that how we know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he he um he's been drawing his own um, uh, hentai minion hentai. So uh, that that'll like, be like all good Australians should. Yeah. Stand up, Australia. Draw, draw some minion hentai. Where do you stand on the uh, on minions? I haven't seen. I haven't seen the one, any films. of the Despicable Me yeah. movies. Haven't seen. All I, I know it's is crazy how well regarded they are by people that I like. Oh, totally. It's but it's also I. I it's I, also I, people I hate love it too. I I find it very hard to separate. Man, there were parts of you know I really dug the Neptunes and a lot of NERD and the fact that like. Pharrell's career is now based around a song he wrote for that movie. Oh, yeah, of course. I just cannot separate that. And I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the song Pharrell, like, destroyed us. A, f- a friend of ours, Nina, who DJs as Nina Las Vegas. She um, uh, performed with him. Yeah, right? she she played with him at a, at a played like a... Like Perth Festival did, or Opened for him at a, yeah, a, 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 the stage at Perth. And um, he played... This is Pharrell Williams, who has produced and lent his voice to... Hundreds of my like the most well known R and B and rap the and first pop NERD record too. It's such of is just like oh yeah. shit. He has like he has weeks of con- of of songs that he could choose from, yeah. and he did a forty five minute set. How many times he played Happy? He played Happy three times. Oh great! <laughs> Fuck you, minions. And then a couple of Daft Punk songs. Which, really? Uh, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean this this renaissance period of Pharrell. I mean the the skin grafting to get rid of the tattoos. You know, it's just kind of like. Who is this man? And is it true that the um the big bad guy at the end of Arkham Knight is a minion? <laughs> you find it, it's a deep, it's a Scooby Doo sitch. You Arkham see, Knight takes his takes his mark. He takes off. his bat style high tech mask off, and it's a, it's one of those goofy minions. And you're like, oh god, love like, him. Oh, you fucking minion, minions. Bat, wow, bat minion. I heard somewhere I was reading. Um, I don't know why, but I was reading today. Someone was really angry, and there was a conspiracy theory. That the rabbits from Raymond Rabbits, someone's like, Minions rip this off. 
And I'm like, I believe it. Wow, that's a, that's that's something. That's that, that that's a scratch. I want. That's an itch. I'm going to scratch deeper and get to the bottom of. I'm you really give yourself some more money. That's yeah. <laughs> wow. They they need it. They only. Have pop- you ever played a rabbits game? No, but an um, ex-girlfriend of mine, when I had my original Wii, that was her game. Right. She went and bought that specifically. <laughs> and I it, I mean, what was it? Kind of a bit like a WarioWare versus Mario Party type of vibe. But don't they have like a, a ties to the Rayman fr- franchise? They're spin-off characters from Rayman. Right, but yeah. I, I've played all the Rayman games. I don't remember Rabbids being in it. Yeah, I think it's kind of like... Um, Were they in the 3D? Thre- maybe, this- you know, maybe they were in the 3D Rayman. I think it's, um, I think it's a case of Metroid Soccer. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's a case of we're going to whack um, a, a famous IP name on this so you can buy it and let your ex-girlfriends buy it. Shouts to girls. Girlfriend mode on video games. Shouts to... No, I, I don't know that Shouts mode. to like, all the girls that I know in my life that are infinitely better at video games than me. Yeah. But, uh, but also shout-outs to us to show just how equal I am that I don't dumb myself down when I verse them in Mario Kart and flog them most of the time. Ooh, fighting words. No, it's just like, come on, man. We're all equal here. We're all gamers. <laughs> um, we are going to leave it at there, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I, maybe next week I'll have a, a PS4. Maybe. Wow. It's, is my, this... it's my wife's birthday this weekend. Maybe I should buy myself a This is a, a home of bowling ball moment. This is, this is your moment. What would a minion do? Everyone knows that a good minion would follow us. A good minion? Well, that's what minions do. That's right. They, they, follow, follow, they follow you on Facebook. You can find us on facebook.com slash podcast, or just type in HeyFam. It's going to pop up. Yeah, it's the one that looks like the Hey Dad logo, you dickhead. Yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets the reference. Or if you want to Classic get more personal show. and you don't want the other people to see what you're posting on our wall, you can email us at heyfampodcast at gmail.com. I check it so it actually, you know. How many emails have we got so far? Um, none. Cool. Uh, just you've set up your Facebook page. You've set up this. And I, I, I have a feeling we're going to be getting some more soon. You know what I find really helps is if what? you send yourself an email with the subject line testing. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll write back testing and all lowercase, right? Just to make sure that it's working. All right, I'll do working. that. That'll be the first thing I get. And then, yeah, it's an, and then like maybe like, hi, Angus. <laughs> it's you. In the, in the body. And really awkward, uh, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. you from Angus. You should get back to work. If I want to follow the real you on Instagram, it's Chimichangus, Chimichangus, right? yeah. Just classic photos. No plucker duck memes. Again, I don't want people to know it's me too much. But uh, this is an inside, hey fam, you know, this is between family. And um, we can find your, you at Lev Daug. Yes, that's right. On D-A-W-G. Twitter, in, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and also, Facebook. Yeah. Jump, so when you when you just t- take a few minutes, be creative. We're going to actually maybe give out some prizes. For yeah, please go to Hey Fam on iTunes. Leave us a review, but yeah. don't review us. Review your favorite episode of Entourage. It doesn't even exist yet. That's yeah. right. We want you to pitch an episode of Entourage. You, As a we'll be reading going, hang on, Ari was never in a foursome. That's right, because you're coming up with a fan version. Yeah, so people will be like, oh, I wonder what this new and noteworthy podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. And it's just these bizarre, like, turtle grows a dick on his face. My goal, our goal at both is a shared goal when we... Uh, we're going to go through some crazy guests. We're, we're speaking Russell Brands. We're speaking The Rock. But we really, really, really want Jeremy Piven on here. And that's when that'll be our last episode. Yeah. It could be episode 16. It could or be episode 400. Just one of Jeremy Piven's hair pieces. Just one of them. <laughs> Might even change the, the artwork. But yeah, write it on there. We want to get the eyes of the guys. Um, well, thanks for joining us on Game Night. We know it was a big night for the big game. Oh, such a big game. And um, as always, you can uh, find Hey Fam and other fantastic original content on HBO Go. <laughs> So- <laughs>
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.